the While You Are Single podcast. O.J. Tokes' new, revised, and updated book, While You Are Single, A Guide to Finding and Keeping the Right Mate for Your Life, is now available. For more details about the book, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. Meanwhile, enjoy the podcast. Here is O.J. Tokes. Hello, how you doing? Welcome again to another edition of the While You Are Single podcast. I hope you're having a great day. If you happen to be in the Houston area, I'd like to invite you for our first service this year for While You Are Single, which will be taking place in Library 100, Houston Baptist University, 7.45 p.m., and that will be on February the 12th, two days before Valentine's Day. Hope you can join us for our first session this year. You're going to have a wonderful time, so bring a friend or two. Again, February the 12th, 7.45 p.m., Library 100, Houston Baptist University. If you'd like more details, I encourage you to check out our website, whileyouaresingle.org. Not too long ago, I talked about the purpose of relationships, and I believe it's an information that will be a blessing to anyone who desires to get married. So here is part one of purpose of relationships. Enjoy. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for your presence here tonight. I ask that you open our hearts to heed your word, open our ears to hear your word, open our eyes to perceive your word, open our minds to understand your word. Show us great and mighty things that we do not know. I pray that you help us apply them to our lives. We come against any spiritual force that will try to hold back, inhibit, or prevent anyone from receiving the seed of your word tonight. I thank you that your word will be sown into the good grounds of our hearts. It will bear fruit in our lives, Father God, and we'll put your word into practice. Thank you for doing this and more for us. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Uh, a few months back, I heard about this guy. He was a husband that um, he forgot to get his wife a gift for Valentine's Day. He totally forgot about it. So he came home and his wife was mad. She was ticked off and he was trying to apologize because he forgot to acknowledge her or get her a gift for Valentine's Day. She was upset. She was ticked off and she told him, she said, listen, if I don't find in the garage the next morning something that goes from zero to 60 in less than five seconds, I don't want to see you. She told him straight up, said, listen, by tomorrow morning, if I don't find in the garage something that moves from zero to 60 in five seconds, I don't want to see you. The husband was freaking out. He didn't know what to do. So he just did what he could. The next morning, she went to the garage and on the floor, she saw a weight scale. Nobody saw the man ever since. That is definitely not. That is definitely not what we want in relationships. How many of you heard of Dr. Miles Monroe? Some of you may have heard of him, his popular pastor, speaker, writer, and all of the above, and 
There's a statement he always liked to say. He says that, I think Edward alluded to it earlier, if you don't know the purpose of something, abuse is inevitable. In other words, if you don't know the purpose of something, you're going to mess it up. It's going to be abused. It's going to be used the wrong way because you don't understand what it is for. So if you don't know what relationships are for, you're going to abuse it. You're going to misuse it. You're going to get into the wrong ones. You're going to do the wrong things in it. You're going to try to get people to do the wrong things in it because you don't know what it is for. So you need to know what relationships are for. And he often says, you know, if you want to, when you buy a product, in order to know how to use the product correctly, usually the product comes with a manual. The manual tells you how to operate it. The manual tells you how to uh, uh, take care of it. And the manual lets you know that sometimes there's a warranty that says, hey, if this thing doesn't work, take it back to the manufacturer. So therefore, if we want to know the purpose of relationships, God has given us a manual. And the manual is Emmanuel. The manual is the Word of God. So if we want to find out the purpose, God's purpose for relationships, not man's purpose for relationships, if we want to know God's purpose for relationships, it's in our best interest to go to God, go to His manual, to go to His Word, to find out, okay, God, what did you design relationships for? Because when you understand His purpose, His design, and you adhere to it, then you can expect what God says you're supposed to get in relationships. Okay? So tonight I want to share with you eight purposes of relationships. Eight purposes of relationships. Now I say eight doesn't mean there are only eight. Because <laughs> I'm sure, you know, months from now, weeks from now, years from now, you might listen to somebody else who says something that is connected to what I'm talking about tonight and be they begin to say some other things, okay? So I'm just sharing eight because I feel these eight are important. Um, these are the eight that I've learned over the years and chances are there are others as well, but these are the eights I want to uh, discuss with you tonight. Eight purposes of relationships. And this eight, they're also applicable to all kinds of relationships. But my emphasis mainly is in a relationship that is going to marriage, okay? Eight purposes. Number one, companionship. In Genesis 2.18, I'm quoting from the message version. It says, God says, it's not good for man to be alone. I will make him a helper, a companion. So number one, companionship, someone to connect with. Someone to connect with. Okay, God designed relationships for companionship, for friendship, to have somebody to be with you. God does not want us to live life alone. He wants us to have someone with us, even if it's just a friend. Okay, so friendship is important. Companionship is important. And I'm sure a lot of you have heard how important it is to, to be friends with someone before you get married. We've heard that a lot. It's good to have someone as a friend before you marry them. But I do want to throw a caution there because I think, like in anything, we go overboard with principles about anything. Yes, uh, we should be friends, okay, but a good friend doesn't mean a good spouse. Let me say that again. Some of you sound like you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Just because someone is a great friend does not mean the person will be a great spouse. A good friend doesn't always make a great spouse. However, a great spouse is a good friend. 
Let me say that again. A good friend doesn't always make a great spouse, but a great spouse is a good friend. How many of you have had friends? You guys were friends. Nobody could, could pull you apart. You were very close. Everybody knew you guys were real close. Then you guys moved in together. Then all hell broke loose. Sometimes guys, you know, maybe um, you were a friend with a girl, great friends. You laugh, you joke, you're on the same page. You goofed off as a guy. Then you got into a relationship. You can't goof off anymore because you're not a friend anymore. You just, you're my buddy. And the guy wants to goof off. A lot of times the friendship thing, what will benefit from that is the laughter, the jokes. They're funny. That's great. But just because they're funny doesn't mean they know how to take care of the house or take care of the bills or take care of the kids. Or be responsible. So, you do not look at, you want to be in a relationship from the friendship angle, but from the spousal angle. Okay, this person is a good friend, but are they, could they be a good husband or a good wife? Okay, so just have that in mind. I'm sharing eight things, not just one. That's just part of it. Because all these eight are connected. Okay, so number one, companionship. Number two, identity. Someone to be affiliated with. Someone to be affiliated with. How many of you know this name? Lapidoff. If you know the name, just raise your hand. Lapidoff. Somebody here got to know who Lapidoff is. Okay, I see one person. Okay, you don't have to mention. Lapidoff. Oh, my Bible scholars. Lapidoff. Okay. Nobody knows Lapidoff. Okay. I'm sorry? L-A-P-I-D-O-T-H. Lapidoff. How many of you know this person? Deborah. Everybody know? Raise your hand if you know who Deborah is. Okay, I see a lot of hands. Judges chapter 4, verse 4. So you guys know who Deborah is. Okay. Lapidoff was Deborah's husband. Okay. Judges chapter 4, verse 4. Judges 4, 4. Lapidoth was Deborah's husband. But you don't know Lapidoth, but you know Deborah. So because you know Deborah, I suspect that a lot of people here will start making assumptions about Lapidoth. He must be a strong, godly man. He must be a good man. He must be a godly man because, you know, Deborah was a prophetess. She was a judge of Israel in a time when women were not given leadership roles or women were neglected. Here is a judge of Israel. Judges chapter four, verse four. She was a judge. She was a prophet. She was a woman of God. And she has a husband named Lapidoth. You don't know him. You know her. But she'll say, man, he must be a serious guy because through his relationship with her, he has an identity. You know, Dana is my wife. When I started telling people that Dana and I were dating, I got 100% positive results because they knew who she was. So me going out with her gave me an identity. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, the Bible says, if you are in Christ, if anyone is in Christ, all things have passed away. 
all things have become new. But why does this person have a new identity? Because of their relationship with Christ. In Acts 17, 28, it says, talking about God, Paul says, it's in him we live, we move, and we have our being. Some translations say it's in him we exist. So because we have a relationship with God, it's in him we move, we live, we have our being. Who we are is in him. So before you get into any relationship, obviously you want a relationship that reflects God, that reflects God's character. Because whomever you connect with, whoever you affiliate yourself with will give you an identity. So that should help you to determine whether you are where you need to be or whom you need to be with. So for example, how many of you heard of somebody going out with somebody and you're like, what? <laughs> Why are they going out with that? I mean, I can't. That's, you know, that kind of a thing. You know what I'm saying? So even for me or you, you trying to get in a relationship with somebody and you don't want anybody to know about it. Now, I'm not talking about the wisdom of um, just making sure you and this person are on the same page. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about trying to hide because, you know, you're not supposed to be with this person. That is a sign to let you know this is not somebody you need to be with because they're giving you a bad identity. Is it a wholesome identity or is it a troublesome identity? So that's another thing that will help you. Purpose of relationship, identity. And the identity has to be an identity that identifies with Christ. Amen? Everybody got that? So number one is companionship. Number two, companionship. Someone to connect, uh, someone to connect with. Number two, identity. Someone to be affiliated with. And number three is help. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope you are informed, inspired, and impacted. If you'd like to learn more about O.J. Tokes, his books, blog, music, and his monthly ministry for singles, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. That is whileyouaresingle.org. If you've been blessed by the podcast, we encourage you to please share with your friends. Until next week's podcast, take care and stay blessed.